Hello guys and welcome back to Breaking Butterfly. I am so grateful to have you guys here today because I have a very special guest and it's kind of crazy because I don't think I haven't had you on the podcast yet. I don't know how this hasn't happened. You guys, this is crazy Um, because Emma Capotas has been one of my favorite people and she's been a client of mine. Now she's a really good friend of mine. Um, Yeah, she's been one of my favorite people since the moment we started like just connecting and supporting each other and growing together. Um, If you guys don't know Emma, she is a content creator in the EDM and festival community and she is the podcast host of Rave Culture Cast. Um, I feel like that is a very short intro that she gave me for all of the things that she does. That list could be a million miles long because Emma is just such a powerhouse and just does so many different projects and things. Um, But yeah, I have her here with me today because we really want to dive into her journey a little bit. There's so many lessons within it and just golden nuggets of, yeah, just like what has happened in the past three years. Her life is pretty much like turned upside down. Um, So we're going to get into all of it. So Emma, do you want to say hello? Yes. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. I love the Breaking Butterfly podcast. I love Maddie. And uh, yeah, this was a long time coming. Now I'm so excited to share some, some hopefully motivational words today for everyone listening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. I, I've honestly been like a little, um, I don't know, just disconnected from the podcast. I've been like creating Mm -hmm. when it feels really aligned. And when you reached out and I was like, oh my God, how, how have I not had Emma on the (laughs) podcast? Like we, we have so much that we've just gone through and done together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've really seen like, yeah, this crazy transformation with you. I'm just, I'm so excited we're doing this to actually like share it with the world. Um, Even what me and Emma were just talking about like before we started recording of like what we want to hit. I just like can't Mm -hmm. wait for people to hear these things. So definitely. um, Let's get started at the very beginning. So me and Emma started working together in 2020, which is Mm -hmm. wild when COVID happened. Do you want to kind of start from there and tell a little bit about, yeah, what your life looked like? Yeah, for sure. So I have to shout out Vibe with Aid because I found you through Vibe with Aid um, and just like immediately connected with your energy. I was very new to the coaching world. I was starting to become a coach myself and kind of like that feels like a lifetime ago because I'm no longer a coach right now, but um, was going to start a social media coaching program and loved your podcast and you were also a raver so we connected on that level and at the time I was kind of like at my wits end with my job which I had been at for about like four years and you know we were in COVID I was working from home clearly realized like no longer wanted to go back to an office in New York City anymore like I had just had like all these other side projects and things like that happening with my content creation with the festival scene and I had just like this strong intuition pulling me of like I need to get out of this job and like make some big changes happen. So that's when I decided to invest in a coach, which was Maddie. Um, And I think within one month of working together, I quit my job. Like Mm -hmm. it was like immediate. It was like we just started talking and working through things. And that's the one thing I feel like we worked with each other twice over the years and both of them were at times where I was like, I really, really just needed help and assistance, like getting out of toxic workplaces that were just not right for me and trying to like kind of like align things in a way so I could still make an income and I could still do the things I was passionate about, um, Mm -hmm. but get out of these jobs. So yeah, I came, I came to you at a time where I really, really needed the coaching. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh my gosh, to go through a transition like that is so much more than like you even make it out to be kind of it's like oh you're just Mm -hmm. quitting a job it's like no like stepping Mm -hmm. away from something like that like it really is just like a breakup and and grieving Mm -hmm. like the loss of that and also it can be like messy and all the things so I'm like so grateful we got to work together in that time yeah um because it can be like so tricky um Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like when (laughs) guys I feel like when my clients work with me like 
They either <laughs> have a breakup, they quit a yeah. job, they move cities, whatever. Because like I yeah, I feel like I always try and help my clients see like you should never ever settle. And I feel like a lot, yeah, a lot of this journey mm-hmm. for you is just like finding exactly what feels right and not settling. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so you quit your job, which was yeah. amazing. Yeah, and then what? definitely. I would I would also say like you helped me kind of like tap more into my intuition which was always strong but I would say like within the last like three years like even just the spiritual journey which is something we've connected on like I picked up tarot card reading during Mm -hmm. COVID and that's a huge part of my life like honestly like my whole spirituality side of things like really picked up during COVID so these things all happened like literally around the same time I quit my job in April 2020 picked up tarot card reading around then, got into like all of that kind of stuff. So this was all happening at the same time. And I I don't know if anyone else is like this, but it's a good sign that something is wrong. I When I have to like leave a job or something's not aligned with me, I physically react to it, whether it's like stress or like heavy anxiety. I get like very emotional and that happened at both of my jobs. So that for me is like a physical tell of when I know something is really wrong in my life. So there was a lot of like physical issues, anxiety, stress, like crying spells that were were happening. And now I can confidently say, and you'd be so proud of me, like we <laughs> rarely ever cry. Yeah. I was crying every single day. It was crazy. I, it is rare for me to have a bad day now. And that took like three years of like a lot of mindset shifts and things like, like that. But I think like yeah. tapping into your intuition and getting way better at like identifying what is and isn't aligned with you so you can like correct things much faster because we were staying in things for way too long that were not good for us. Totally. I feel like a lot of people ignore the like, you know, those telltale signs that something is not good for them. Mm -hmm. Not even because it's like they're ignoring the red flags. It's honestly because we've been taught that it's like almost normal in a sense Mm -hmm. like oh it's normal to like hate your job and it's normal for you to have like a shitty boss and to not be Mm -hmm. respected in a job or like oh it's so hard to get time off or like all of these things it's almost just so normalized in a sense yeah um I actually I have another client right now and she has this nine to five that she like loves she loves it like it's amazing her coworkers are amazing like she has, you know, great schedule. They get like unlimited paid time off for like mental health, like all of these things. And when she started telling me about her job, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. a job like that existed because I just thought all nine to five corporate jobs like suck. Yeah. It, it just really has become this, um, not only with jobs, but even with like health. This is like kind of a side note thing, but like mm-hmm. even with health, like one of my friends is a hormone coach and um, she was like post reposted this girl's post that was like, you know, bloating is normal. And she had like a before and after of like before she ate and after she ate. And she was like, bloating mm-hmm. is normal, like still love your body. And my coach friend was like, no, it's not yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like still love your body if you're bloated or not but she's like I'm tired of people saying this is normal it's it's right it's a chronic issue yeah 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 so (laughs) I know that was total side note but no yeah the whole point of it is that we are just made to feel like there isn't something better and Mm -hmm. so we settle and we settle for way too long yeah yeah definitely or you wait for like for me at that job at the time, I think I messed up my timeline. So, But I ended up quitting that first job that I was at for four years in April 2021. Yeah. So it was like kind of the tail end of COVID and I wasn't sure like if we were going to go back to an office or something. So I was working against a timeline in a way which I think kind of like helped move me forward. And then we were working together like on mindset shifts. And I think you just helped me realize really quickly like you can make a change. I, I forget exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of like, you don't have to work there. Like we can figure out ways to do other things. Like you're not stuck at this job mm-hmm. forever. And just making those little shifts of like, okay, we're planting the seeds. We can get out of here and yeah. make something else happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need that permission slip to 
to yeah. go for it. Um, mm-hmm. One other thing he said was um, when it comes to – well, do I want to get into that now? I was just going to say there was <laughs> yeah. one thing he said that was like um, – oh, what was it? Oh, like you don't cry anymore. And mm-hmm. part of it is because of in your environment and part of it is, is because of all of the mindset shifts that you've made over, you know, these past couple of years to, yeah. you know, really support you. And I kind of wanted to bring up the discussion of do you feel like it's mostly mindset or mostly environment? Like what is your percentage mix on Ooh. both? That's a good question. Yeah, I would definitely say I think environment shift was a huge thing because the second – job I got into after that um, was actually probably worse for my mental health than the Mm -hmm. first one. And I became like almost a different person. Like I knew I was like a different person during that job. So now in my current full-time job, because I am like back at a nine to five, I guess you could say, it's the best environment and Mm -hmm. I fucking love it. I get excited every day to go to work. So being in a positive workplace and having amazing bosses, coworkers, was a huge – I think that helped probably the most. And then like all of the other mindset things I did helped me cope better yeah. now. So like when I feel – even like I had a bad day Tuesday, I just know how to cope better yeah. with bad days and they're over so much faster. So I feel like we're mm-hmm. able to kind of like work through things faster. 100%. Yeah. yeah. When you've gone through the worst of the worst, then like mm-hmm. a bad day and the good environment is like nothing. Yeah. You're like, um, I'll get over this. <laughs> I'll get over this. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. totally. I just – I think it's such an interesting thing because so many people talk about mindset and I think there are so many important mindset shifts. Obviously, I love mindset. I'm not knocking Mm -hmm. mindset. But I feel like like 80% of the time, it's not actually that you need to do mindset work. It really is that you're in this toxic environment. So Mm -hmm. it's not that, you you know, Emma's mindset hasn't improved through that whole experience, but – I would imagine that it's like pretty like snap of the fingers quick how quickly you know your emotions mm-hmm. change just just from the environment and yeah like when I was growing up and I oh my god guys I was so depressed literally I was like an angry human being mm-hmm. and it was usually because me and my mom were like butting heads love my mom mom if you're listening hi I love you so much but we we were the same person. We would just freaking mm-hmm. butt heads. And then she like kicked me out and I left and started going like on my like confidence journey. And my mindset just like I I wasn't angry anymore and I wasn't I was like flourishing and I was having all of mm-hmm. these breakthroughs. Um and it, I really think it was just because I put myself in a completely different environment. So if anyone yeah. out there is listening and you're really struggling and you know, maybe you're at a job and every day you're crying and your boyfriend is like, babe, like you just need to suck it up and like have a positive mindset about things. That might not be the supportive Mm -hmm. advice here. The supportive advice might be get the fuck out of that job. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Retweet. Yeah. That was one of the biggest things I wrote today because and that applies like for somebody listening to even if you love your job right now, like the same thing applies for relationships, friendships, partnerships, like there there can be external factors that genuinely are like really affecting your life to where like you can't thrive or mm-hmm. you can't like exactly. move past certain things. And my husband said the same thing. Like he's so matter of fact too. He was just like, quit your job. Like get the <laughs> fuck out of there. And I'm like, it's so easy for you to say that. Like where am I going to make money? Like obviously all these things run through your head. And I know you and I worked a lot on like Money. We touched on money mindset and that was such a big thing for me and like can also confidently say like that's in a much better place. But yeah, there's – you know, once you kind of decide that it's the environment, it's like then you need to start making those next steps to like practically make a plan for like how you're going to get out of it essentially. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's – yeah. I Mm -hmm. love that. I love that so much. So, okay. So you quit the first job. And mm-hmm. then it was kind of the entrepreneurship era. Let's get the into journey. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Into that aspect of thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we went down the freelancing route, which is something I was very open to, excited about. Again, like knew I wanted to work from home. Um, and I had 
to obviously was juggling a lot of different streams of income, but I did do the social media coaching. So I launched a course and I had some one-on-one clients. So I kind of like had that little safety net and had that lined up, which was great. And then I did get a freelance job in the dance music space, which was also about like half the time. So that was about like 20 to 25 hours a week Mm -hmm. as well. So that kind of happened quickly. Um, But at least that made me feel better about like, okay, we're going to be making an income. We'll piece together a couple things. And the dance music and festival space was where I wanted to go. My job before had nothing to do with that. So I was just so excited to be like foot in the door. This is what we're passionate about. Like really, really cool. I'm working with people. So we went down that road for about a year I lasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was quite the year. I'm laughing now. Wasn't laughing at the time. But um, we learned a ton of lessons along the way. I don't even know where to begin. But I would just say like um, – looking back on it now, I'm so glad I did it. I'm very proud of myself. I learned a ton of lessons and it just, again, became a scenario where I also found myself like the most stressed I've ever been in my Mm. life. And I thought it was going to be this like amazing thing because I quit a nine to five and I was like doing my thing and it actually did not work out how Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What – why don't you think it worked out? <laughs> um, I would just say, again, it just wasn't the right role. I learned a lot and it was a great – this was more like the freelancing job, but both things. I think I loved working with people on the coaching side, um, but I eventually found like it felt – not that I wasn't excited to go to the the calls. I loved working with my one-on-one clients. I just found like it was more of an effort for me. I wasn't like as excited about it, but I coaching and like this kind of thing has blown up in the last few years. So I thought like, you'll be great at it. Like, let's try this whole thing. And then I quickly realized I was not passionate about it Mm -hmm. at all. So now I've left a nine to five, started this coaching business not passionate about it at all. So what the fuck do I do with that? Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand here, I have this freelancing job, which was just really just a very, very stressful job. I had no work boundaries. There were a lot of things that happened with that that put me in just like a really bad mental state. And that's when I was like crying almost every day. I was upset all the time. I felt like a bad partner to my partner. Like everything in my life just felt like it was the most stressful fucking thing ever and again when you're in a job you feel like you're going to be there for a really long time so I was like I've only been here for a couple months how can I like dislike it this much already like we've got to like stick this out but I think um learning again like we're not going to sit in a bad job for four years like we're not going to waste four years of our life I made it to a year doing that before I made the decision to move on and thank God I cut it off when I did. That's what yeah. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. And and we tried. We really tried. We were working together again <laughs> yeah. in this time period. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, Emma, just quit. <laughs> just quit. Yeah. And then she was just like, no, like not yet. It's not right. And sometimes the cycle still needs to play out. Like sometimes you just still need to learn the lessons there. So I'm like, okay, then let's just try. Let's try the, mo- the positive mindset thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we try to like, okay, well, maybe you can set these boundaries or do this for your schedule or like do this, you know, this mindset shift, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, I think it was like a couple more months of like trying to do that. And then you're just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to quit. Yeah. That's yeah. a perfect example of sometimes you can work on your mindset. Sometimes it's just the fucking environment. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, with the coaching thing, And when I asked like, okay, why didn't it work out? And you said, I wasn't excited. Mm -hmm. I I was just telling Emma, like before we started recording, I think one of my most important messages to share right now, and I literally just made a post about it yesterday. So it's just so aligned that we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. Also, I haven't made it like a talking video in literally months, probably like four months. I was so like lit up by this that I was like getting in my car for Pilates and looked so ugly. And I'm just like talking to my phone. I'm like, guys, I need to say this because I just need people to hear this. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. It really isn't. 
does that mean that, okay, guys, Emma is one of the most smart, organized, capable, hardworking, magnetizing, amazing, funny, beautiful. (laughs) Should I continue? Thanks, man. No, she's just a, she's just a very smart, hardworking woman. Like she's got her shit together. Um, Mm -hmm. not being passionate about entrepreneurship or just not wanting to be in an entrepreneurship freelancing type role doesn't mean you're not good enough to do it. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough to, to build a business or you can't or anything of that sort. Sometimes the passion and the drive is just not there for it. And also sometimes it's just literally not your makeup. Like it's not your design, whether it's human design or astrology or your personality or just how you work on a certain level. I mm-hmm. have friends that literally work so much better with a team and with people that like they can't even imagine like living alone. Like they want to just be with people. I am the opposite. I could never work for anyone, with anyone, live with anyone. Like mm-hmm. I'm just so independent and that's just a part of my personality. So it really supports kind of like the entrepreneurship role. Um, but a lot of people are meant to be in teams and they actually thrive in that way. Um, and I think that's like one of the most powerful parts of Emma's journey is like so many people right now, I would say the vast majority of people want to be an entrepreneur and want to be a business owner and want to escape the nine to five. Um, and I just don't think that should be the goal because mm-hmm. we can finish up on Emma's story. So she goes the entrepreneurship route and then talk a little bit about where you are now. Yeah. No, and I, I completely agree. I think there's like I, – I don't think I have like an ego attached to it, but I think there is a part of it where you're like I was so proud of myself of like trying the freelancing route and I had stuck in my head that like that's what you're going to do. So like going back to a full-time job, I was like we just quit a full-time. Like we're not going back there. Like we are going to try this out for a long time. But because I made that decision – just a couple things didn't align, which was like obviously like where you're making your income became more stressful. And then my creative passions of like my YouTube channel and my social media, I had to work on more brand deals and do all these things. And I very quickly was getting so stressed out about content creation and it was less Mm. fun for me because I was just so stressed about money and all of these different things. And then Same thing with like just being in the wrong environment. I didn't have good work boundaries and very quickly realized when you leave more structured environment, like then I'm working 24-7. I work on weekends. Like it just was so overwhelming. And I think one of the biggest takeaways for today getting to like positive parts is like what you said about settling. Like now being where I am a year after that because I went to the job I'm currently at now in April – 2022. So I lasted a full year of freelancing and it's been the best fucking experience. And I guess I just didn't believe or think that a nine to five could be like this fun and this Mm -hmm. perfect of a fit. But those jobs do exist for you out there. And it literally felt like I manifested this job because it's still involved in the festival scene like heavily. I'm still doing like all this cool shit. I'm paid to go to festivals. I'm going to Project Glow this weekend with Beatbox, like working on site. It's the best team. I have the best boss and I love being back in a structure because I do my like, you know, 9.30 to 5.30 and then I do my other stuff in my free time and I'm not as stressed about monetizing it anymore and it just – clicked after a while I was like you were just so gung-ho about freelancing and like you just didn't want to go back into a nine to five and now I'm like nope this is the environment I thrive in I think I'm way better and more creative of a person in this like structure so we came kind of like we tried things and things did not work out but we came full circle I mean I feel like you went on like the true hero's journey in a sense when it comes to like yeah, purpose, passion, career. You went on like the yeah the whole mm-hmm. hero's journey, and then now you're here. You went through it. You came back to us. Yeah, and, yeah. Now you have like you're not only a 
like living example of it. Like I'm so grateful that you're here on this podcast actually like sharing the details, the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. I think so many people need to hear stories like this. Um, yeah. yeah, I love it so much. Okay. What what do you feel? Mm. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you think about the whole concept of like everything like everything you want is outside of your comfort zone? Hmm. Yeah, I fully believe this and live outside of my comfort zone all the time. And mm-hmm. I think it's the best fucking thing ever because sometimes I've had crazy opportunities happen. And I think it's because when you follow like the things that light you up so much, which is such a huge part of my life, I have so many projects and things that get me so excited that these opportunities have come my way. And I feel like every single time I've been like, nope. No time to be scared of it. No time to like be like, I'm not ready for it. Like we just got to like say yes and go for it. And so I've been lucky that I've had the opportunities like outside of my jobs and stuff Mm -hmm. to pursue my passion projects and say yes to these like crazy opportunities, whether it's interviewing a really big artist or like hosting something that I never thought I would host. I've just – I've said yes to all these things that scare the shit out of me and they've been absolutely amazing so I feel like you ha- you absolutely have to <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I love that um the reason I asked that question is because I feel like there's like a way to be out of your comfort zone while also making yourself feel safe so that you can actually take risks um mm-hmm. and I feel like that's such a big part of like this whole story is like when you're in like a fight or flight mode you can't you can't say yes to opportunities like that or even magnetize opportunities like that because you don't feel safe in your body, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I asked it because I want to make it very clear. Emma like goes way out of her comfort zone and mm-hmm. always saying yes to things, always like thinking bigger, creating more, uh, embodying this confidence. Um, so again, even like going back to the entrepreneurship thing, like there's – a big difference between like being comfortable and making yourself safe so you can thrive. Like that's mm-hmm. my last my last thing on that is like it's a big difference between being in your comfort zone and making yourself feel safe so that you can fully thrive and then take the risks that you need to. Um, mm-hmm. I just love that so much. Yeah. Okay, kind of shifting gears now. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some tips, some advice, some little things about your life now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I feel like Emma is one of the most, yeah, just um, hardworking and n- not even hardworking. I would say consistent. Like you're just such a devoted mm-hmm. person in what you're doing and what you create. Can you kind of talk about um, your journey of just – like creation in general, Mm -hmm. like maybe creating your first Instagram account, what that's looked like for you Mm -hmm. um, and kind of just your whole process on creating and that devotion you have. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say like figuring out what your passions are because for, for me, it started with like beauty and makeup. That was what I made my first like Instagram account, which is no longer about and like raving and festivals was part of it but very quickly like realized just through creating and my YouTube channel which is what I started on that um, it was more so like festivals I was so passionate about and it was like a combination of figuring out okay there's not a lot of content about this at the time so I'm like helping the community I'm making videos that like people find helpful to help them prepare because I love this community so much and then Um, just having these like life experiences that were so amazing. So I just became like more and more obsessed with the culture of everything. And then I think I just kept it like very community-based. I was regularly in touch in like different groups and things like that, like what people were talking about. And then the podcast came about in 2019 um, just because I found that like there was just so much more to talk about and like the rave culture um, scene and everything like that and podcasts, I was like, this is a great platform just to like further share people's stories and do interviews 
and stuff like that. So it just, for me, how I've been able to be consistent for like the six years, it's just been like, I just love the community so Mm -hmm. much. It's like my number one hobby and I've learned so much about it. Staying in touch with the community has been so important. Um, And then it's kind of just like snowballed from there and like the opportunities that have come out of posting on social media have been insane to me. And that's why I ended up doing the social media coaching because I was like, dude, social media can change your life. It can give you a career. It can open all these doors for you. Like Mm -hmm. you can't be afraid to post and put yourself out there because you have no idea who's seeing it. You have no idea what opportunities will come. So yeah, I would just say even when you're exhausted and burnt out, like it's okay to like slow down here and there. But just like I've just reminded myself that it was I was in it for the long game. I think mm-hmm. that was like the biggest thing I told myself in the beginning was like I'm in no rush. I'm yeah. not trying to I'm not trying to hit 100k overnight. Like we're going to be here for a while and now 6 years have gone by and mm-hmm. it's just been like slowly chipping away at it, but it's been amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you first see your accounts kind of like I guess blowing up up. day yeah I would say um 2019 was the year I went to like the most festivals I think I did six festivals that year so I saw the most growth on my YouTube channel and then during the pandemic um a lot of people went like very quiet in the community like just rightfully so we didn't have events anymore but I just did the opposite I made a decision to like fully throw myself into content creation and I made like a shit ton of TikToks and reels and did all of that and during that time like saw my pages shoot up so like my Instagram outperformed my YouTube which I had for years longer Mm -hmm. um so COVID I think kind of like let me build up my pages more and then coming out of that um in 2021 and 2022 was when like bigger opportunities with like festivals and brands and things like that started to happen Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I love that slow and steady slow and kind steady of. yeah <laughs> and again I think it's so important for people to see that because there's just there's just so much weird stuff happening in the mm-hmm. online space and like the online business space of like just trying to go viral instead of actually focusing on community and service and it's it's a lot about like you know I see advertisements for coaches that are like here's how I make 100K a month and I only work like five hours a week or 10 hours a (laughs) week. And I'm just like, or like, here's how to go viral overnight. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to teach my clients how to make like really, really valuable like freebies to give their audience members so that they can see changes in their life and Mm -hmm. like serve people. And I'm going to offer these free calls. And like, you know, I feel like Mm -hmm. the reason why you've found so much success and and really everything is like yeah you actually care about it it sounds mm-hmm. like so simple <laughs> like, you actually care about it no, um, it's true though yeah <laughs> you can you care about the people you're listening to what they're saying you're actually thinking what type of video could I make that would actually be really valuable to them mm-hmm. um and I just feel like we've lost that sometimes a little bit. And so um, I love that. What was the other question I was going to ask you about that? I was was also add on to that too. I think a lot of people, sorry, don't have patience. And that's like the biggest issue because even like with the job I do now, I've had the opportunity to hire influencers and work on the other side. So I also like, you know, field DMs and stuff like that from people reaching out. And it blows my mind sometimes like messages that people send brands because if you just started a page and you're like already trying to monetize it or you're like exactly like I haven't gone viral yet and you're like beating your head against the wall. It's like if those are the things you're thinking about that early in the game, we got a problem here. Yeah. It's like if if you want just like social media or anything, if you want to start it, like really pick a topic or something that you're super fucking passionate about and just focus on making content and building your community like don't worry about I didn't give a shit about money at all for like years like really focus on your content and what you want to do because if you want to do it in the long haul like you you can't worry about that kind of stuff yet like build community go slow and steady you're going to build a more loyal 
engaged audience over time, which will lead to all these other things. And I don't even have crazy numbers. Like I don't have 100K on a platform. I have like 30, 35K and that number has not affected anything. Like I've still gotten crazy opportunities for that. So yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Yeah. The content creation thing, I just feel it's I love it and I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for it for so many things, even in my own life, like the opportunities that come from it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of just weird weirdness mm-hmm. a- around it right now and it's hard sometimes, but I always like the way yeah. that you do things. Um, <laughs> okay. Tell us a little bit about how you like – balance and just organize your life now now that you're in this amazing job also guys emma has like a little baby on the way and i'm so excited for her (laughs) sorry i'm screaming into the microphone but i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) um how do you and this could be mindset shifts or little tips and tricks of like do you use trello do you use notion but how do you really organize and plan your life are there any rituals kind of walk us through um, how, how you are so good at life. I want to know. <laughs> the organization, I mean, organization is a huge thing for me. I'm very type A. I, I mean, when we worked together, I was big on like Trello boards for sure. Um, I've had the same Google sheet, like literally all six years of my YouTube channel. So just tracking, um, content ideas, like basically brain dumping on a Google sheet is what I do. And that's how I track all my podcast episodes, upcoming guest ideas. So I kind of keep an ongoing list like that as far as like planning content. And then, um, yeah, I just think balance took the longest thing. You're never really going to be fully balanced. I would say I'm the closest I've been and it's taken years to get here. But um, for content creation and stuff like that, I was a big like batch content creator. So I would focus filming on the weekends when I had some free time and then I could like edit throughout the week or at weeknights. So I definitely, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, I have my weekends off. I'm still a person that works pretty much seven days a week. That's just how I am. Um, I just try and like factor in more time off now, especially being pregnant. Like I just really don't like working evenings as much anymore. So now mm-hmm. I focus more on the weekends. I have my Mama doesn't nine work to five. evenings. What? No, dude, I would be <laughs> when we're talking like psycho, like I would literally work seven days a week, finish my job, edit till 10:30 at night, get in bed, wake up, do it again. Like every single night of the week. Fridays, everything. Yeah. Like it just was nonstop. So like obviously naturally you're gonna hit burnout at that point. But um for content creation, I found batch filming. So basically like prep your scripts, your shot list, save your TikTok audio throughout the week, make sure you're prepared. And then on the weekend, if you have a two-hour window, if you have a four-hour window, whatever works for you, knock out as much content as you can. And then if you're financially able to, which is what I wish I did sooner, hire a video editor or something like that who could potentially help you to get more done. Um, or like delegate or get a VA or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I worked with Maddie's amazing VA, Ashley. We got to shout her out mm-hmm. for like a year and a half and she helped me organize my life. So offloading things like um, pitching brands and stuff like that, she fully took over Rave Culture Cast socials for me for a year and a half, which was an absolute blessing. So that whole – my whole podcast, she was basically running like all of my socials. So I think – you know, you can work up to that, but eventually like hiring help was a big, big thing for me. And then, yeah, taking taking things off your plate and we worked on boundaries. So we're much better at saying no to things now. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. That's been huge. Yes. I, guys, I was always like, but the clients that I really love and I really care about, which is all of them. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I'm just a little more blunt. Like I would literally just over and over tell Emma, like, you're doing too much. Like stop yes. doing so much. <laughs> She's like, I'm yeah. fine. I'm like, no. Yeah. Stop doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, my next question actually for you, I love everything that you just shared, but I was going to kind of like segue us into um, like how to help. Like, do you have any advice for helping people make 
better choices for themselves. Um, just like in life in general. And I feel like that what you just said just goes along with that so well of like being able to say no to things and setting boundaries. Um, is there anything, I guess any like, yeah, life slash mindset tips that Mm -hmm. you want to share? Um, yeah, just for making better choices. I know one of them is listening to your intuition. I know we talked like Mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to go into that a little bit. Yeah. No, I would say, I mean, I'm not a person that has like the exact routine every day. Like I would, I would say like certain practices when I do them in the mornings is amazing. So like <clears throat> I, I do love like fitness and working out. Like I think that's always been a thing that helped me the last few years. And then like my tarot card reading and journaling, I don't even journal as much anymore. But, you know, I did have a lot more mornings in the last like two to three years where I did like take care of my mental health and like those things would relax me. Um, so that was always good. And then again, like, yeah, just moving on from situations faster or like not feeding in. I I read that book by Jay Shetty. I think it's Think Like a Monk, Mm -hmm. pretty sure, where he talked about like, um, being in like a negative mindset or like feeding into drama or talking about people. Like when he talked all about how like you feeding into that is just like, so much negativity. I think like that also sat with me. So even now, like if I'm near conversations or like around energies that don't even feel good, I kind of like separate myself or don't feed into them anymore. So I feel like I've just really protected my energy so much fucking better. I don't participate in things that are going to make me feel shitty. Um, Same with work boundaries. Like I'm in a job now that like respects my time, but I think – yeah, like respecting my weekends or my evenings and then with opportunities that come up instead of saying yes to literally everything, now I am I have the confidence to be like, nope, that's not a good fit for me right now or just no, no. period. And I like respect my time way too much. And that came from having tons of situations where I said yes to everything and was completely miserable and learned my lesson. So now we're like um. – we're not going to do that anymore. Why, why do you feel like you always said yes? Was it a people-pleasing thing? Was it an excitement thing? I think it was an excitement thing just because like I was excited about my page growing and opportunities coming in or brand deals and things like that. And then eventually like when you grow enough, you're like, okay, I want to focus more on like paid opportunities rather than like exchanging my time for a gift or something like that. And then you realize your plate is so – full that you're like, wow, I really need to respect my time better Mm -hmm. and I will feel more energized, more creative if I spend more time with my partner and my dog and I have an evening off. Like that will make me feel way better than working 24-7. So it's, I think it's kind of like that reminder too where I have to tell myself like you're not in a rush. We're not in a rush to go anywhere. This doesn't have to happen overnight. So that kind of like helps me as well. Even being pregnant now, I know I'm going to have to take like a maternity leave and do all of these things. And there's like a little bit of internal panic where you're like, oh my God, am I going to miss out on opportunities and stuff? But you just have to realize like your life has different phases of it and you just have to like shift your focus here and there. Totally. And Mm -hmm. and honestly, just trusting in the abundance also. Mm -hmm. Like there's just such an abundance of like opportunities and Um, I even remember, Emma, when you were working your second job and I kept telling you to quit and you were like, (laughs) whatever. There was just conversation about how like, yeah, you had finally got your foot in the door for the music industry and like this was, you know, so amazing and like feeling like you needed to stay somewhere that wasn't supported Mm -hmm. because of the opportunity pretty much. And like, what if I don't get another opportunity like this? And I, I remember saying like, And I've said this to so many people, like a lot of clients, even in metamorphosis that are so afraid of like losing something. I'm like, there's no way you can lose something because if you manifested that Mm -hmm. opportunity, if you attracted that, that means that you're at that frequency. So you can attract something of the same caliber again, unless Mm -hmm. you completely like destroy your energy and whatever. But ultimately, right, even if you lose that specific opportunity, 
another one will come and it's just so funny. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's probably like a little bit of hesitance in quitting that job because of that fear, right? That there's not going to be something better in the music industry that, you know, got you in mm-hmm. as much as that one did. And then here's your job now. That's literally yeah. fucking perfect. And it's just like the perfect example of like letting go of something that's not for you. Um, Mm-hmm. But it, but yeah, it's like it's trusting the abundance of opportunities. If you get sick and you don't get to post for a couple weeks, like your business is not going to go down the toilet. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. not. There are times where like I know Emma's really big on like consistency when it comes to content creation. And like I totally agree, like overall consistency. Um, but there's times where my Instagram story views will be at like four or five hundred And like I'm just posting, posting, posting and they're just like not doing so hot. And then I stop posting for like a week, a week and a half. And then I come back in fresh energy and my story views are like like at 1,500. From 400 Mm -hmm. to like 1,500. And so it's like just trust when you need like that break. If something comes up, if you're going through a different phase, like you're not missing out on anything if you're working on your energy and your frequency and just creating a life that feels good, you're going to attract those opportunities no matter what. And yeah. something that is for you will never ever like pass you pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say something too on that because I forgot about it. But if anybody else too is thinking like, but you were in this like shitty energy, like literally I was in such a bad mental place. Like how did all these like amazing things come after it? And I think – even though, again, like if you're in an environment or something that isn't the best for you, I was still able to in my free time, like I was still working on my content, my side projects and like Mm -hmm. that stuff, I was still pouring like my genuine heart and soul into it. So even though like this one thing was like toxic and not good, I still was fueling, like using what I could because I I was just like, had this inner knowing of like this is like what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I was still doing them at the same time and that's how I feel like I was eventually able to make something more with like this happen even though yeah I was literally told like you're not going to go anywhere without me. Like that was literally said to me and I was like what the fuck and then a month later yeah. got a call to host the EDC Las Vegas live stream and I was like that is a sign from the universe that you are going to be just fucking just fine. fine on your own. Yeah. Yep. Like you can move on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You can still manifest amazing things even though you're experiencing some of these like mm-hmm. yeah, surface level frustrations and like just human emotion mm-hmm. um, because it comes from your beliefs. Ultimately, it comes from your beliefs and – your beliefs also show through your efforts. Like you just said, like mm-hmm. you're still doing, you know, working out or doing your tarot or you had a fucking coach for Christ's sake to like mm-hmm. work through it. And you're like, you were trying to better yourself and you truly yeah. believed, like you truly believed that you deserved better mm-hmm. because if you didn't at your core believe that you deserved better, then you wouldn't even be talking about quitting or you wouldn't talk about how shitty the job was. You, you would have just stayed in it. You yeah. would have just stayed in it and you would have just been mm-hmm. there and just been like, well, this is life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just proof right there that Emma did always have these like underlying beliefs of like, I know who the fuck I am. I know my mm-hmm. skill set. I know like I'm confident in myself. I know what I have to offer. I know that I do deserve this and this and that, even though maybe she wasn't fully there in like letting go right away at that moment, she still knew all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily about the less you cry, the more you'll manifest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the more you believe and the more you try, the mm-hmm. more you'll manifest. And yeah, that really shows for you. Yeah. And ti- I think ti- – I mean, we didn't talk about timing at all, but I'll really quickly touch on that because yeah. Maddie was so great. Like she was literally – I was like in the shit. I was really, really down and you were saying like, you got to quit. You got to quit. Like, what are you waiting for? And I just like felt like the timing wasn't right or I just like didn't fully know what was coming next and I ended up um, kind of like with the, with Beatbox. It wasn't even a full-time position. I kind of just again like once you recognize it's not a good situation, like just start to put the feelers out there, start to look around and I just noticed like a part-time 
social media role on Beatbox's site. And I was like, you know what? F it. Like, let me just reach out to them and see what they say about this because why not? Um, And because I had a relationship with them throughout the years, they were like, hell yes. Like, let's make this happen. Like, we'll make a role for you or like whatever. And that was enough to be like, okay, cool. Like we can, we can get out of this. You don't have to stay in a job for two years, three years, four years. Like if it's not the right thing, figure out a way to like make something else happen. And genuinely from this past year with just how fast everything else has happened, that's been the craziest thing. It's like the mood shifted, the environment shifted. Yeah, Everything in my life just changed from there on out got pregnant like it's just it's literally been insane (laughs) how it's just all happened yeah yeah it's so wild and I love that you just shared that like you went on beatbox's website and saw the position and reached out because again like manifesting these incredible opportunities like there's still little bits of action to do it's not about forcing it's not about pushing but it's Mm -mm. you you got into action you're like okay this isn't working out And I like that you called it feelers. Like I started putting out feelers of like, Mm -hmm. well, let me just, you know, some people um, like they complain about their job all day. And I'm like, they're like, but there's just no better jobs. Like I just have to stay at this job. I'm like, all right, did you look at other jobs? Like, have you taken your resume anyway? And they're like, well, no, but I just know. No, but like. Yeah, I love when you say that. If you hate your job, like. Just go see what else is out there. I'm not saying quit your job. I might say quit your job mm-hmm. if you work with me, but I'm not going to tell you to quit your job right now. I'm just yeah. going to say put out some feelers. Maybe start asking around. Ask your aunt. Ask your uncle. Like, hey, if you if you see anywhere or, or you look anywhere and you see that like they are now hiring, like let me know. Mm-hmm. Just put it out there because, um, you know, yeah, you never know what type of opportunity will yeah. come. And I have one more gem for you guys. I'll leave you with this because if you're big on signs or if you're like me, like where you get stuck on what path to choose or you think you're going to choose wrong because this Mm. is a big thing for me. Like Mm. there were so many times where I'm like, I'm going to make the wrong choice and it's just going to like fuck up my life and I'm going to like go down. I'm going to waste time. Beatbox actually had come to me six months prior with a job opportunity and I was – I can't remember. I think we might have talked about this, Maddie. I think we were working together. Mm. I was so torn because I had only been at this freelancing yeah. life for six months. And then this dream opportunity came and I couldn't pick. I remember sitting in my hallway crying because I had to make a choice. And I said no to mm-hmm. beatbox and then, you know, realized that was the wrong decision or like maybe I chose wrong. And then like literally six months later this happened and that's when I was like what's meant for you is meant for you like it will come back around you can't make a wrong choice like I learned the lessons I needed to learn and that ended up working out anyway Mm -hmm. so that was a big thing for me too I was like look came right back around yeah (laughs) came right back and it was probably perfect timing and Mm -hmm. like you have no idea there might have been something that you learned in the last six months of freelancing that really set you up for that or whatever. I mean, I had a similar experience this last year just with my breakup and everything. I don't know Mm -hmm. how much I've talked about this on the podcast, but um, yeah, I was so worried I made the wrong choice with my breakup. Mm -hmm. And then we got back together and I was like, oh my God, I made the wrong choice. I made the wrong choice. See, I made the wrong choice. And then I was like, you know, just from – reflecting and therapy and everything I realized oh my god I did not make the wrong choice that mm-hmm. I don't think the wrong choice exists because there I would not be where I am and we would not be where we are right now if it mm-hmm. wasn't for that like yeah I like you probably grew so much as a person I grew so much as a person he grew so much as a person because of these decisions we made that maybe felt not We've looked back mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, they were wrong. They weren't fucking wrong. Right. Like it just – it's exactly as it's supposed to be. It teaches you the mm-hmm. lessons you need and literally every decision sets you up for success in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ones that end up being maybe a little out of alignment, it's only to bring you back into alignment. Um, yeah. 
like maybe you wouldn't have been all like 100% all in on beatbox because you were still thinking about freelancing. So mm-hmm. maybe you wouldn't have performed as well at that job, but because you got all the freelancing like out of your system, then you could like fully go into your new position or mm-hmm. whatever. That's just an example. But yeah, I don't want anyone to be af- afraid of making the wrong decision. I think that's such a huge part of confidence is just like being able to be decisive and whether it's quote unquote right or wrong, knowing mm-hmm. that it's not right or wrong and just like trusting your your journey. Oh, um, thank you for sharing that, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> I know you haven't shared that yet, but yeah, no, I think like that, that's been a big learning lesson for me too is just getting there faster is like you can't not, – not to like sit on decisions for like too long because I think it is smart to obviously like weigh your options. Like I don't just jump into things blindly with like no preparation. There's a lot of preparation, but I think I'd rather – trust my intuition and move quicker on decisions now than like sit in something that's not good for me for such a long time. Like again, we talked about comfort zone. I think it's like getting better at listening to your intuition and making faster choices for yourself so you don't waste your time. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Oh, this has been so good. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. It's been so good. Okay. The last question that I always ask, well, I guess I have two more questions, but Last question I always ask is um, if you at your lowest point was listening in on the podcast right now, what would you say to her? Ooh, that's a great question. Okay. I don't want to – it's so cheesy. I was going to say that it's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's all going to work out. You're going to make great decisions for yourself and – just so many more beautiful things are possible for you. So don't settle for anything and protect your energy. And it it's going to be so much better than you think it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be cheesy, but it is. This Everything that has happened in the last year has been so much better than I thought it could have been at my lowest yeah. point. I love that. No, I love when it's cheesy because if you're saying that to your future self or – your past self, then I don't know. It makes like the cheesy quotes in this like present self more <laughs> real, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, it is true. It is true that everything's happening for you, no yeah. matter how cheesy and cliche it sounds. Because you can also plan things too. Like, I, I don't know. I, that's a big thing that comes up for me a lot with tarot card readings. Like, you have to trust the universe. No. I'm way better at that now because you can picture what you want to happen and you can plan for what you want to happen. But once you like realize like it's good to have those ideas, it's good to have visualizations, but things are probably going to work out differently than you think, but Mm -hmm. better than you think. So don't like freak out if it doesn't happen exactly as you planned. There's probably a better way for it to unfold. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I'm so glad everything has worked out for you better than you could have imagined. It's been Mm – yeah, just such an honor to like just watch your journey and even just like call you a friend. I just, yeah, I absolutely adore you and so grateful Same we got to like share, yeah, all of this wisdom and, and your story on the podcast. Okay. So let people know uh, where they can find you, how they can chat with you, connect with you. We've got all the things going on. Hell yes. Yeah, no, I'm at Emma Capotis, just my name on all platforms at Rave Culture Cast on all platforms for the podcast if you want to listen in um, on that. And yeah, we're on YouTube, all those things. My DMs are always open. So anything you guys want to chat about, like always get to answering those. And thank you so much, Maddie, amazing. for having me on and sharing your space. Love you to death. It's been amazing watching everything you've gone through. I think you've been so vulnerable with sharing your own life and story. And like I said, there's just something about being in your energy, which is why I always come back to you. It's the best. So keep doing what you're doing. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. The feeling is so mutual. I freaking love you and (laughs) I love everyone listening. I hope you guys have the absolute best week this week. Um, Make sure you connect with me, connect with Emma. We'd love to chat. Um, But other than that, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.